According to a recent study from consulting firm McKinsey & Company, an average of three bank branches have closed every day in this country since the financial crisis of 2008. In order for branches to remain a productive strategic component, banks need to change the way customers perceive the branch. And that starts with a solid optimization strategy. One bank that is taking branch optimization to the next level is HomeBank of Palmyra, Missouri. Over the last couple of years, HomeBank has incorporated new technology and service methods that make its branches more like full-service resource centers rather than simply a place to just deposit a check. So what is one of the benefits of HomeBank's revamped branch strategy? You know, our branch traffic has stayed pretty steady, so it's not that we're kicking them out of our branches, but you'll see our digital has drastically increased. I'm Laura Sewell. I'm Andy Goldstein, and you're listening to FinTech Focus from CSI. From modern play areas for children to state-of-the-art discovery bars for adults, HomeBank is putting a stronger emphasis on the entire customer experience in its branches. And the results have been quite positive. Here with us to talk about branch optimization, as well as the importance of the branch and their bank strategy, are two executives from Home Bank of Palmyra, Missouri. We're pleased to welcome Joe Thomas, Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Board, and Kaylee Cramsey, Chief Financial Officer and Director of Customer Support. Joe and Kaylee, thank you both for coming on the show. It's great to talk to you today. Thank you for having us. Uh, How important is the branch in Home Bank's overall strategy? the branch to be very important. Um, We continue to organically seek places to locate and grow our resource centers. We feel like the branch strategy helps us create these demonstration centers and a delivery center for our products. Demonstration center meaning um, a way that you can sort of interact closely with your customers and give them some personal service and attention into how some of your services work? Correct. We consider, we've kind of changed the name of our branches to more of a resource center. Huh, okay. And in each of our resource centers, we've put discovery bars. And our discovery bars are a place where we can showcase all of our digital products for the consumer side as well as the business side. Oh, that's so interesting. we have an iPad where we show our mobile app. We have some of our business banking remote deposit capture, cash management for ACH origination. We have a Clover system for merchant processing as well as a kiosk that shows all of the account types we offer along with how-to videos that help our customers complete like the simple tasks like downloading our mobile app or paying a bill through bill pay or how to apply for an account online. Well, that's really interesting. How long did it take for you to implement some of those solutions? Uh, Our investment in uh, branch transformation started about two and a half years ago with a new branch uh, that we um, formed in uh, one of our neighboring counties, which had a um, more emphasis on there being a a small university there and uh, a younger demographics that we were wanting to appeal to. And uh, we felt like that uh, it would be a good um, incubator for us to go out and um, seek out the the banking products and the look that would be a fresh, forward-looking proposal. So uh, we sought an outside firm that were uh, from a a distant location to help uh, that digital transformation and using a green platform, uh, less paper, uh, you showcase uh, these uh, discovery bars to showcase the technology 
and to be able a comfortable place where the loan officer, the customer, the business banker, anyone could intercept and meet with a client or a or customer, either existing or a new customer, and help take the mystery out of the digital connection and help uh, explain the ways that we might uh, be able to help them with their security, their user levels. So, so I, I guess from our perspective, uh, best way to describe it is, is we made the investment in a branch and we use that branch as a modeling prototype. And then after we finished that process, you know, we went right to work on taking a look at introducing those assets into every one of our um, locations, including our home office, so that uh, the same um, presentations and uh, customer connect support could be achieved, uh, and it was it seemed to work really well. And Joe, how many locations do you all have? Uh, seven, and we're building an eighth location at this time. What, uh, besides wanting to refresh your branches and appeal to a younger customer base, what were some of the other factors leading you to determine that these the changes were needed in your branch strategy? I think for me, one thing that I had done from working in like the digital banking team prior to going to finance, it's not just the younger customer base that wants to use these products. But sometimes they just need a little bit more help in showing how it is and how it can really benefit them. Mm -hmm. So we knew we needed a way to get that in our lobbies to where our frontline staff could more easily, while they've got them help captive kind of there for a little bit, show them just how easy it is and what our banking products can do for them. And then it helped us just gain more of their business and kind of get them in deeper with us and help us better serve them and build that relationship. Do you see the role that the branch plays in your strategy? Do you see that changing or evolving as technology does? Uh, yes. Uh, that's, um, we feel like that the first point of connection is the best place and the most comfortable place for us to be able to help the customer stay relevant. And you become relevant as you know the products and services are developed and, you know, that's where they're going to give, that's, that's their first connection with the bank. One thing I think that this does, uh, we, like many uh, smaller banks, we started with our tech support within the back office of the main bank. And therefore, when, in, in, you know, under that model, they were doing the best they could to be, you know, on the console side of the user access and all that. But we were far away from the customer. By putting the digital assets out in the lobby, training business bankers and the lead teller uh, was is, is primarily where we trained on, you know, the digital products in, in the discovery areas. Uh, and then those uh, two trades tended to, to oversee the demonstrations and uh, help coordinate with lenders or other CSRs or you know, inquiries. And so they were the trainers that we trained. And then by having encounters and sales uh, discussions, the other staff members built their confidence up to where then they would start demonstrating, you know, and they'd be comfortable with maybe parts of the technology, but, you know, they would reserve maybe some of the more complex business banking products for the business bankers. But it seemed like that, you know, all the tellers, 
became familiar, the CSRs, uh, the, the lenders are becoming increasingly comfortable because they've seen the demonstrations and they've listened to the um, logic why, you know, this would save you time or money or, you know, processing or increase your service times or so that's how the I think it'll continue to move is through the um, that service being explained that way as technology evolves. You're listening to FinTech Focus. We're talking about branch optimization with Joe Thomas and Kaylee Cramsey, two executives from Home Bank of Palmyra, Missouri. How does the commercial side of your bank factor into your branch optimization strategy? Uh, a lot of our investments and time and strategies have been att- uh, uh, support the consumer with all the mobile products and you know the, the advantages we gain there. Uh, but uh, we focused and have made more of our strategy and investment into business um, products. So I guess that's one one thing that we want to continue to do here at the bank sure. is to on business banking because we feel like, you know, technology is going to keep moving and we're the bridge between Main Street, you know, who has a slower pace of life and, you know, the digital world that is quite, quite fast. So it's a nice balance. So Joe, you've talked, it sounds like we've been talking a lot about customer facing technologies that you've deployed and, and training your staff on how to help customers uh, learn how to use these things well. Are there any uh, or, or what technology changes that are not customer facing? Did you did you deploy as as part of this? Did are you using CRM, business intelligence? Tell us a little bit about that. There is a tremendous amount of value as we've grown that we feel that um, knowing more and being able to record more information on the customer so that, you know, services can be delivered more uniformly from the call center to our chat efforts. We have a call center and chat. Those technologies have been implemented uh, to help support them. We've done some things with technology to help uh, with secure emails and to help, uh, help make those solutions better and easier to help protect them. And we've also done a lot with Lunch and Learns to help them with cybersecurity and office security and that. So, you know, those are some of the things that we've done that aren't exactly in sales. So, Kaylee, with the, the discovery bars and chats and Lunch and Learns, it sounds like you have all of these great programs that are helping customers. What's some of the feedback that you've gotten from them? Um, I think, you know, we were just kind of chatting about this before. In this, our main bank location, we've probably had our discovery bar up for a couple of weeks. And we had some of our business customers come in and who we talked to them about remote deposit capture before, but mm-hmm. getting them to commit to letting us come out and do a demo and things like that, it can sometimes be a struggle. So once it was right there where they had to walk by to go make their deposit, we had two new customers signed up within that time. They were very appreciative. Um, you know, as our frontline staff do a great job of showing kind of our consumer banking, mobile banking apps. They're appreciative of the investment that we made in the technology to make their banking so easy and safe for them. So I think once they could see how hard we've been working for them because, you know, we want them to have the best products out there and their money to be safe and be accessible when they want to, we've had several compliments on that. That's awesome. Uh, Along those lines, in our Consumer Poll 2018, 
83% of respondents said they want their financial institution to offer them products and services that can help them reach their long-term financial goals. It seems like your branch is totally conducive to this. Um, have you noticed different kinds of customer interactions uh, or even an increase in product usage? As you said, you, you signed up two people for um, remote products to capture right off the bat. So like, what other kinds of increases have you seen in regard to some of the other products and services? Our digital banking, so we monitor, we have a couple of reports that we send to boards. We track our in-lobby branch traffic as far as how many teller transactions we do. And then we also track all of our digital points of contact. So mobile app logins, bill pay, bills paid, users. And if we look at that, we have just seen, um, you know, our branch traffic has stayed pretty steady. So it's not that we're picking them out of our branches, but you'll see our digital has drastically increased. When we compare it from where it was a year ago to now, certain areas have seen like over 100% growth rate in the adoption of these products. What are some of the factors that, that have contributed to that massive growth? Buy-in by the, uh, well, management has a strategy and our board has supported us. They've seen the digital expansion of services delivered and our ability to do those. And we have a sound, a really sound group of managers that understand and are supportive of it. And then we have a lot of really good buy-in from our um, business banking and our lending groups that see how these customers can be, you know, can increase the depth of their relationship with the bank by um, using the digital uh, sources and, and products, and it's just, you know, it makes a very, I guess, tight bond between the customer and the bank. And so it's not all about, you know, the interest rate, and it's not all about, it's more of an enterprise relationship. And I'm sure you guys can appreciate this. Like, it's one of those things that you can, we can tell them that we can take care of them and we have the products and services, but until you can actually see it, maybe you, you don't actually believe it. So, you know, we found that true on the customer side when they come open the account and we give them a little postcard that says download our mobile app or sign up for online banking. It can do all these great things. But once you could actually walk them right over to that discovery bar and help them, either download the app or enroll in online banking and show them like with their own accounts and stuff, then we just saw that adoption rate grow. And the same on the business side, once we could demonstrate to the lenders just what products we had that could take care of their customers, then, you know, as Joe was mentioning, they became more eager to sell it and had a better understanding when they were out there talking to their customers too. After a break, we'll talk to Joe and Kaylee about the concept of the universal banker and why it may or may not work for them at Home Bank. You're listening to Fintech Focus from CSI. In September, hundreds of banking and business leaders gathered at CSI Customer Experience 2018 to discuss everything from the latest fintech innovations to winning the competition for today's consumer. Preparations for next year's conference are already underway, and for a limited time, you can attend CX-19 for only $540. Visit CSICOMP.com. That's C-S-I-C-O-N-F.com. And register now to save an additional 10% off early bird pricing. We'll see you in Sweet Home Chicago.
So in another stat from our consumer poll that we found interesting, 85% of Americans told us they want all their needs resolved by their initial point of contact when they walk into the branch. What we're talking about here is the universal banker concept. And I know that uh, you thought about deploying universal bankers and along the way kind of changed that strategy. Tell us about that journey, uh, what you ended up with on the the staffing side and, and how all that went. Well, you know, our bank, like every bank, would like to find a way to do more with less people and to have, you know, if you could, you know, if you had a a troop of universal bankers that could do the jobs of three people, you know, that would be tremendous. However, we're in a more rural, suburban area, and the availability of the, the number of universal bankers that you'd need to staff you know, eight or ten branches, you know, with vacation and time off and everything. You know, we just did not see that kind of workforce available. And our investment in branching and moving the digital assets into the middle of the lobby, and we veered toward investment in business bankers Mm -hmm. and people that can, at different levels of competency, sell either in support or... Uh, individually go in and demo and sell at, at, or even, you know, develop expertise to be, you know, a treasury staff member. So we probably have, have found a lot more success in securing business banking uh, people that w- want to be from the CSR world, but they, they don't want to be a lender, but they want to develop and have a career path. So we found business banking career path a much better fit for our bank. And then also our investment in the branches have been so that we want to provide full service lending, you know, a, a, a business lending function as well as a mortgage and consumer lending function. So our branches are a little more robust than, you know, a kiosk with a universal banker, which would be I guess in some metropolitan areas, uh, high-traffic metropolitan areas might work well. But out here, when we make the investment in a, in a branch, we want it to be a resource center with those competencies. And it's a little bit heavier investment. We find it to be more suitable for us. Joe and Kaylee, it sounds like you've had great success with the changes you've made uh, as evidenced by our discussion here what advice would you give to banks who want to try something new to, to optimize their branches? What, where would they start, for instance? Well, I think that, you know, um, to, do, to get something different, you need to do something different. And that's what, you know, we built several banks and several buildings in the last uh, 15 years. And we reached out to an outside architectural firm that had banking expertise, transformation expertise, And so that was a, you know, we had to go out of our comfort zone of our normal vendors who would uh, design and build the same kind of bank uh, branches or bank buildings that we've had before. Or, and so when we did that, by introducing that concept of the outside firm, it gave us, you know, the courage to make, you know, these investments. And uh, and I think it's really paid off. And then of course. Subsequent to making that outside investment of, of seeking outside the firm, 
then we've been able to come back and work with our local people on subsequent, uh, you know, efforts. But, you know, we insist upon including, um, you know, what we've learned from the digital transformation. In meeting with some of those outside vendors, have, have some of these optimizations included a, a great deal of changes to your branch's physical architecture? The introduction of the discovery bars, the digital signage, uh, paperless, uh, be able to do um, customer and employee training through touch screens, iPads, use uh, children's centers. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we transformed into by using um, the technology, but you have to have the technology, you know, work well with furniture and it has to work well with your decorating of your bank and, you know, it has to look like it belongs there. We also introduced the kind of teller pod concept where we were able to put a cash recycler back in. So that would be kind of an investment in technology that isn't exactly customer facing, but this allowed our frontline staff to process the transactions faster and allow more time for that conversational demonstration piece while they were, the customers were in the lobby. Sorry, you mentioned Children's Center. Is that like if, if I'm an adult and my kids are with me and they're screaming for a lollipop and kind of driving me crazy, they can go somewhere and have fun while I bank? Or are we talking like you're actually educating children on, on good practices for banking? Uh, both. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. We have an area, um, we have an area where, you know, uh, you know, it usually consists of, uh, of a, a nice rug. Uh, there may either are some traditional toys or books. Uh, that were, you know, there in a, a, a toy center, toy box center. But then also we have um, a low-level discovery bar for the kids, uh, That's awesome. children that That's very cool. would like that are comfortable with iPads, and they have um, financial literacy and counting and little banking kind of apps that they can play along with. So, you know, there's. Um, uh, we're not uh, forcing them one way or the other. We're giving them traditional opportunities to occupy their time, but there's also a way that they can count coins and make give change and make my kids uh, love counting coins. Know, little financial decisions, and those are used uh, for kids between I would say uh, four and ten, four and twelve. You I know, think that's after, fantastic. Yeah, it, it, usually we see them at least as as interested in the iPads as they are the, um, and they're locked down and they're, you know, we sand and wipe them off for, you know, a couple times a day just to kind of, you know, make sure that, you know, the kids are using them. You probably, you know, they're, they're protected to where they can be operated in this environment. Believe me, I have kids. They, they sneeze on everything. I totally get it. And we, and we appreciate, we appreciate the sand wipes. (laughs) Like I think, yeah, we have some other, um, we have some other kids banking support programs we've been doing for a long time for people that are just get out of the fifth grade. Um, and so we do that. Our, our CSRs in all our locations invite people, young people that are uh, between fifth and sixth grade to come in for a day in the bank and they, you know, get to work um, several stations in a, a morning and we um, explain to them what goes on in a bank, and that's very popular. I think those services are incredibly underrated. And I think financial literacy for, for kids, especially at that age, I think is so important. So good on you. I think that's awesome. We're very proud of that. Joe and Kelly, again, thank you so much. This was a great conversation, and, and thank you for taking the time. When uh, I know you're busy at the end of the month. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. 
thank you guys for your time, and we appreciate you reaching out to us. Thank you. Talking to you. And that's it for this week's episode of FinTech Focus. Thanks again to Kaylee Cramsey and Joe Thomas for joining us, and thanks to all of you for listening. To learn more about HomeBank, visit their website at myhomebank.bank. You can also visit csiweb.com to listen to previous episodes of this show and to learn more about us. And don't forget to subscribe to FinTech Focus wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time. We'll be right back.